2: Bad, bad girl. They- Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it.
1: Oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief.
2: We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Second, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, December 19th, 2022. It's Christmas week, and this is Kentucky Roll Call. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Chilly. Hope everybody's having uh, a good start. We are above 20 degrees in Louisville, which is mm. exciting, but just barely. Just barely at 21
2: degrees. Man, lucky you. Moment. It was. uh, Seventeen for most of the day yesterday up in the OHIO. So chilly. Very, very chilly this Christmas week. But hey, that's uh that's the time of the year. I know it's Scoots' favorite weather. You know it. Yeah. Um I have a family member that's in Montana and they're preparing for uh to come home from the Christmas holiday. Scoots, guess what the low temperature is the day they're flying out later this week?
0: Negative twenty
2: three. <clears throat> T.J.? Negative 8. Negative 37. The high is, high is negative 17. So, cold. Very, very cold. Different kind of cold <laughs> in Montana. In the
1: morning. Well, it's going to be crazy cold in town. Uh, Christmas Eve, Friday a high of 11, low of 3. True. Saturday, Christmas Eve, high of 14, low of 4. Christmas Day, May Crack twenty high of twenty, low of eleven. So it's going to probably be the coldest Christmas I can remember at least. It uh, Doesn't look like there's going to be much snow with it, unfortunately. Maybe a little uh. bit, on, maybe maybe a little bit on Thursday when when it starts getting cold. But uh, maybe not a white Christmas, but definitely a cold Christmas. And if you remember last year, it was like seventy five degrees on Christmas Day. It was gorgeous. So. What would you all rather have? the The cold makes it really feel like uh, Christmas, or just I don't care about the cold. Give me the warm,
2: nice weather like last year.
0: Do I even need to answer?
2: You, <laughs> you don't. Uh, TJ, I kind of even though we've had the really nice, and that's that's fun every once in a while. I still want my Christmas to feel like Christmas, so I would I would prefer the cold. Well, you're going to get it. You're going to get that this year
1: for sure. I think I'm with you. I think that'd probably be my preference, but I do like mixing it up and, in in Kentucky, you will pretty much get all sorts of different types of, of Christmas. Uh, I just don't want like the 41 and raining. Those are, those are the worst. I almost, I, I think that everybody could agree with that, but so we're not getting that this year. At least there, at least there's that to look forward to. Um, I, you know, the night, the one thing this year is, last year, almost the, the Christmas in its entirety was just outside. That's a nice part about it. Obviously, you won't get that this year. And then people with sickness and illness and all that stuff, it's probably better if you're not in close quarters with them uh, for the dura- duration of a party. But, but that's all right. Uh, just don't don't show up if you're sick. But if you're feeling good... It's gonna feel like Christmas this year, and who knows? Maybe we'll get a little surprise with with some snow. Man, that would be nice, nice little white Christmas. Because if it snows Thursday, if you do, if you do get any snow, it'll stick around. It'll yeah. stick around, yeah, because it's gonna be it's gonna be so cold, uh, and we're not talking UK basketball's offense, folks.
2: Hey ho! Hella, ba-da-boo,
1: ba-da-ba. We are going to talk and break down the game. Don't don't you all worry. Uh, we'll spend probably too much time on it. And we want to hear what you've got to say on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Stop by Thordens to get your week started right. If it is cold, they've got warm coffee, hot chocolate. They've, they've got stuff to get you going in your morning so you don't have to be shivering and shaking as your body wakes up to get another week going Thornton's is the best you're gonna save money you're gonna download the app and it's gonna show you all these different deals and offers and specials and that's just uh one of the perks of being a refreshing Rewards member free to sign up check out Thornton's today Roush we missed you at the holiday party last night
2: yeah yeah was uh disappointed I couldn't make it and said we just had some good old-fashioned family chaos um lots of Candy, very few meltdowns, um, and lots of monster trucks. So it was a, it was a good uh, holiday with Brooks' family. We got to see her grandpa, um, who's doing who's doing pretty good um, after some rough health stuff. So it's just yeah, it was it was a good time up here. Um, how did um how did the boys how how were the fellas last night? Did Scoots uh, did Scoots get after it? Oh, Scoots got after it all right.
0: I had three beers. That's not getting after it.
2: That does,
1: that's not necessarily have to be drinking, uh, a drinking term. <laughs> yeah. You can
2: get after it socially, just, you know, wheeling, dealing, having a good time. In uh, scoots but- mode, I, 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 in scoots turbo mode, you know, uh, that that's how I envision you with the, the hair uh, did upright and you kind of uh, got that look in your eye like, hmm, scoots <laughs> is up to something tonight. Oh, yeah. You you nailed it, really.
1: You described them to a T. Uh, we. When the evening was winding down, you did hear, hey, hey, can we get some to go boxes? Is there, can we? There's a little buffet set up for us. It was a real nice spread uh, done upright by the big X folks. But Scooch just wanted to take home. 32 chicken tenders for himself <laughs> it's
0: oh, love it. Kim, Kim told me to take some There was there was way too much food I don't think we had the audience that we were expecting But yeah, Roush, it was a good time Thanks for not coming because you allowed me To bring down the average height Everybody there was just giants So if you were there, I would have felt really out of place So thanks for not coming, pal It were.
1: was the lightest crowd From the Big X party uh, for, for Just similar reasons that people were out of town or, or, or already had something previously planned, but yeah, we didn't get to see Spears. We missed him. Uh, Rutherford couldn't, couldn't, you know, he he had better things going on, I guess. Uh, who else? EJ Clark. E. J., then, yeah. Then, yeah, we missed EJ Clark this year, but, but Dugan's kids were there and luckily one of them poured a beer on me. So that was fun.
0: <laughs> what a doofus. He did the thing, Roush. I was standing in front of TJ. They were leaving. He did the thing where he reached around to like hug me goodbye, but he didn't. I guess didn't see that I was holding a ten percent beer. By the way, very very expensive beer. And he like <laughs> he,
1: he only earlier only had three
0: beers. Find out they were ten percent <laughs> beers. So, On, only one of them was. But no, he did the reach around thing. Hit my cup. Went all over TJ. What a mess.
2: Oh, I'm sure it smelled great too. <laughs> a, uh, those 10% was, beers, they really <laughs> punch it.
0: And he was wearing <laughs> a corduroy shirt, which made it worse.
1: Exactly. Ooh. It's not supposed to have beer spilt on it. Jeez, well, Man, I
2: bet that was a good looking shirt, though. Corduroy? Oh, it was yeah. great looking. I matched it with a corduroy hat. Uh, they said I was the most stylish person there. So you basically were like the bear corduroy yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm.
1: Very similar. Very similar. But no, it was a lot of fun. Good seeing. I mean, pretty much just Scoots, Dugan, his family, and then Trevor. But uh, Trevor wore an Eagles jersey. He seemed to really be enjoying it. And you don't get to not doing the show with Trevor, you don't get to, I don't get to hang out with him or see him as much anymore. So I forgot that he'll very often do the step outside the bar to have a cigarette, <laughs> but just stare at everybody inside the window. And makes it make, makes you kind of feel like you're at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's such a good way about it. Uh,
1: that was fun. It was good. It was good seeing everybody. But we did, we did miss Roush, and uh, hopefully, hopefully next year we'll get you back at the holiday party. But yeah. yeah, so that was that was how we spent our our Sunday evening watching the end of the four o'clock games, and yeah, just uh, a a nice time was was had by all. A lot more fun Sunday evening than Saturday evening watching UK basketball, Roush.
2: Yeah, yeah, Sunday was fun. Some, it was a good sports day. We had an awesome World Cup to start the day. I mean, just all in all, great stuff.
1: Oh, we, we did give Scoots a hard time last night. The Shockingly, the third place game, not as good as the
0: championship game.
2: <laughs> but
0: I admitted it. I fully admitted that. The we championship was the amazing.
2: Best players in the world, right? Like, Gosh. One of probably the best soccer games of Ever. all time. Yeah.
1: Excuse was like, the third-place game, though, was really good. I was like, they didn't even score a goal in the second half. He it was, was like, competitive. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was competitive. Uh, no, but uh, that was not exciting – it was a great sports weekend. Those NFL games on Saturday, my, my friends, they've – they've if they're listening to the show, they're probably not. But uh, if they're listening, they've probably heard me go on this rant before. But, like, all you need to know about the current stonks of the NFL is just the football it had this weekend. The games Man. on Saturday just – individually were all amazing for different reasons, especially when comeback. We dolphin. And then the comeback was I mean the biggest comeback in NFL history, so it speaks for itself, but truly just nuts. And then you had several different really exciting or controversial games yesterday, which were great. So the NFL, they're rocking and rolling. It really was an incredible sports weekend. And unfortunately, UK yeah. ruined, ruined it all. Yeah. Really. Hope you're happy. You ruined everybody's sports weekend.
2: I know, because it was a super fun mega sports weekend. I even had a nice little future in Argentina too, the cash. So like, oh man, yeah, to to have that loss and to score fifty three points and just go over for eleven in the final four and a half minutes. Um, I think they only made like six of fourteen layups or something too. I mean, it was just what was the free throw line? Five of thirteen. I mean, it was just a yakety sacks type offensive performance against UCLA. And I know Mick Cronin plays. You know, they play aggressive, physical, hard defense, blah, 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 blah. But like, woof, man, just woof. Yeah, and I I hate to
1: toot my own horn and tell everybody how smart and right I I am again. Uh, No, but in all seriousness, and it is like a no-doy comment, so to even have to come back and take a small, slight victory lap on it is, is certainly embarrassing. I'm not proud of myself, but we mentioned last week that if, UK isn't hitting shots, it's probably going to look horrible, like really bad. And that's, again, you know, if any team's not hitting their shots, it's probably not going to look good. But But more from a style and tempo standpoint. And very rarely on Saturday could Kentucky get things sped up and get going where things looked like they were in control and that they were dictating the style. And guess what? When they made their push and they made their comeback, which was fun to see, and that that was the only brief moment of competent basketball that you saw or cohesive, fluid basketball for any extended period of time was during that push. So, in very frustrating fashion, we did get showcased that that UK could do it. We did see it. uh, But unfortunately, it was just such a small sample size that the rest of the game, they looked like they were stuck in mud and they could never really get it clicking. So making it even matters worse. It's not that they couldn't do it because we did see it. It's just, they couldn't do it consistently. And we mentioned on the show that if Kentucky couldn't get the tempo going and they were missing their open shots, which so many of them were open shots, not yeah. that UCLA doesn't play good defense. As you mentioned, Roush, they do. They're a good defensive team and they're a solid basketball team. Uh, but it, it, you just got to make the the open ones. And far too often, everybody on UK's team just couldn't really get going in that regard. Another thing we talked about where we were right last week, and that's, well, maybe not as right about this one, but we just, I don't know who's going to guard Hawkes. Well, good news. UK didn't either. It just, you know, it nobody. Like, we were we were fascinated by it because it doesn't look good. Like, I don't... Think he can be Toppin, you certainly probably aren't going to do it. let it be Oscar. Uh, I even th- threw out putting some smaller guys on him, which UK, to their credit, did try from time to time. Uh, that didn't work either. They had nobody. They had really nobody that that could consistently. You just had to hope he would miss. And while they weren't really forcing him to, when he was doing his dribble, like just play off and let him pull up, uh, they did it maybe a couple times. And he did hit one or two of them. So uh, even that wouldn't work. But just how how often they just let him do his normal dribble, dribble, get ahead of steam, do a spin move, and then either draw foul drop or draw foul yeah. or finish inside. Like, that's the scouting report on him. And, unfortunately, he got to do it far too consistently. But he's a really good player. We knew it was going to be a tough matchup. And, uh, unfortunately, you didn't really have anybody step up to the table. So yeah. the thing that we were worried about came to fruition, and uh, we were not – our, our concerns were not eased like I was hoping they would be,
2: and I had some sort of hope that Jacob Toppin would have this epiphany during his homecoming. Right, like okay, now is the time he's going to be aggressive. He's gonna he's gonna fight through the physicality, and then just the first possession, he gets the ball ripped right out of his hands. It's like, well, uh, that was kind uh, of in the tone. Yeah, it really. We should,
1: have, we should have known, and I was pretty tough on Toppin on the old social media. But you got to remember now, first off, it's not personal. Jacob Toppin seems like an awesome dude. And I, w- I hoped and wished so badly that he would have taken that step forward. I thought he would. I, you know, in small sample sizes last year, you saw some good things. But I guess, again, we're kind of seeing why you didn't see more of them. Just far too inconsistent and just cannot put together a full performance. So I, it, it's as uh, it's, I don't think you can preface it enough, but we'll continue to do it. Certainly not personal. He seems like a good guy, but these are paid athletes now. You know, I, I don't, I'm not like I don't think you need to really do the the kitty gloves on them. And
2: mm-hmm. unfortunately,
1: the thing that is frustrating for me, the aggressiveness, is something we've talked about all season with him. But he it just seems like he is thinking way too much, and yeah. it's really causing him to hurt the team. Uh, it, he's just making poor decisions because he's just sitting there and letting his brain process. And then it's just – it, it's it's bad. Like, not only is he not really just doing enough X's and O's, it just – he's making bad decisions along the way. Uh, it's The four position's a mess. I think you saw maybe – for the first time, I think, all season, you actually saw some pretty solid things from Livingston. Yep. And maybe that, that was... could be the excuse just mm-hmm. to say, like, hey, you are now the four moving forward and top Inter Collins. If you all ever want to figure it out, then you all – and Lance Ware provided, shockingly, some actual okay minutes, which I did not really expect that to be the case. But maybe he's still in the equation somehow. I don't think that's a good thing for UK, but uh, I don't know. You just need some sort of production. Maybe that would be the Livingston game where you say, all right, now we finally have seen it against a good team. You know you can go out there and do it, and then let the other fours – Hey, you all gotta prove it now in the games, but in more limited opportunities. I don't know, Roush. It's a the forward position is gonna cost this team anything
2: semi special. Two of ten from Toppen. And it's one like if you're gonna ten shots, and yeah, it's 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 not great. Um he did rebound I, I just I I got you're right. I got nothing to uh have some sort of um silver lining in it because chris livingston was a silver lining but he wasn't even playing the four; like he was playing the three with lance Ware and oscar sheboy in the game i mean i i was wondering like cal what the hell are you doing when he threw them in at the beginning of the first half but livingston was knocking down shots he knocked down three straight they tied the game up and you actually felt some fight right like at least early on like I, i I know that this team has their, it's limitations, but it did feel like we at least got that sort of, uh, what's the word? Like that, that kind of fight that we've been looking for. Right. Like I, I, I don't think this team lacked it in this game, but there's something that's just disjointed and off and discombobulated. Like Antonio Reeves is his floaters, his decision-making on when to just shoot the damn three versus when to take like two dribbles and then go run into somebody and get called for a charge. I, he, he feels off. Kaysom Wallace doesn't, I think, is a little hesitant. Um, everything just felt really disjointed when they needed to get on a roll. Uh, and I, I think really a lot of the game, they were just bailed out by the fact that Xavier Wheeler was hitting all of his kind of crazy acrobatic shots, and he had a nice timely three to, to get them. I think that that three might have been the last shot they made. Uh, I know he at least made the last shot with four and a half to go, and it was a two-point game, two-point game, and then they just couldn't hit anything at all down the stretch.
1: Yeah, it, and, and we're, tough on, we're tough on Toppin because the other guys at some point this season have showcased a little bit more. Toppin did have that stretch, but mostly against not good solid teams, against bad teams where yeah. he was doing some solid things. But you, you just look down the, the box score – Top and two of 10, Oscar, 4 12, Wallace, 2 13, Reeves, 2 of 13. Like
2: those those are your starters. And those are yeah, horrible. It's, Exc- it's, and, and I don't even know where to go, TJ, because it's just like there's nothing about this box score that's winning basketball. And it's and it's so it's so bad that I just don't even I don't even I mean Kentucky had twenty one offensive rebounds and only nine second chance points. How does that happen? That's just bad. Like, it was seven, uh, 18 turnovers, too. Like, there was just so much bad basketball. And I, 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 we're definitely going to start getting into the territory, um, for Kentucky basketball. Cause the thing is, TJ, as much as Cal and basketball, Benny, like, we're as a collective, we can, there are some people out there who, uh, you know, obviously off, but we're we're pretty smart basketball fan base, and we know that we aren't watching good basketball right now. And time and time again, getting up for a big game like I was, I was fired up Saturday afternoon for this basketball game. I was like, yeah, I mean, uh, I was a the the game before the Ohio State North Carolina game was a a good fun college basketball game to watch. And I was like, all right, let's go, let's beat UCLA, and then I can I can start flipping my switch, right? I can get excited you know we we talked going into this game how it was kind of similar to the North Carolina game last year that's when they turned it on and really started rolling like i i talked myself into it again and then 4 and 13 against top 25 teams the last 3 years like that that just that familiar feeling is back and and i'm i'm just worried about um us as a collective moving forward because it's it's going to be it, the wheels are certainly feel like they're spinning right now
1: yeah, it's no. It was, I mean, we talked about it on Friday that if it's going to be a loss, it's not going to be good. Monday show is going to be pretty ugly, Uh and those those things are all true. The team does not look good. Uh, you, I, I mean, Oscar the sixteen rebounds was was great and obviously incredibly important, but. You as the leader of this team and national player of the year, you can't go four twelve, and more importantly, you can't go 0-4 from the free throw line. The free throw shooting is oh as embarrassing gosh. as a, a specific thing in the Cal era to UK basketball. They free. Uh, it, it's it's probably even more embarrassing than ending the three point streak. As much as that killed me back in 2018, like that you should always go a basketball game with hitting a three pointer. So the fact that UK. Back in 2018, didn't do that. Was really, really embarrassing? But the free throw shooting numbers this season are just horrendous. And then a good old fashioned five of thirteen performance in a meaningful close game, in a in one that you really needed to to win. And I again, a lot of front
2: end of one on ones too. I mean, yeah, so that, that number is actually not as bad as it should be.
1: But you know, calling out Oscar, he's national player of the year, so he deserves probably a little bit more criticism. But your lottery pick. Guard and Cason Wallace, he he could not get going. Picked a really bad night for a bad offensive night. Antonio Reeves, uh, maybe we're seeing why he was at the level he was at, and he everybody's just waiting for him to have a solid game against a semi decent opponent, and he struggled as well. There's plenty of blame to go around, and then Calipari for just this current state of where this roster's at. Why does it look like again? I, I I've got some real worries about the forward position. But besides that, why is this collection of talent just not meshing? Why does it look mm. so painful? At one point, it didn't. And again, I know it was the Bahamas, and it was some of those crappy teams, and it is it was what it was. But I just look across the board, and there's just too many good pieces here for it not to work out. And even if the pieces aren't as good as we actually think they are, and there's probably truth to that. Like you know, you you got to start kind of taking your steps back forward, even if they're just small little baby steps. But even if it's not as good as you think, it's still good. It's still a solid collection of talent. It's still a national player of the year uh, surrounded by at least one lottery pick, if not more. Why isn't it looking better? Other teams can look Why isn't it looking better just for a game? Like, why can't Kentucky basketball up to this point of the season have a game where the pieces just mesh and it looks like it's supposed to look? Uh, God forbid against a good team, but even just a bad one like why can't you just go out there and it's even been a while since it seems like they've been able to mesh against a bad team um, it was frustrating and what what can you do can you give up on the season that would be silly uh, obviously we do a sports radio show so we're going to continue to take an interest in the season but you're going to get a lot of fans that are going to be one of the worst things you can be in sports and that's to be a little apathetic uh, and just say well You know They play Florida A&M on Wednesday. I don't give one crap about that game. Uh, Then they start conference play against Missouri. That's not an over-sexy game. That actually could be a tricky little spot. Missouri hasn't really beaten anybody of substance, I don't think, but they've got a good record, so that'll probably be a good crowd there. And then you get the Louisville game, which is the least anticipated Louisville game of all time. UK is expected to blow them out and beat them down. They probably will, but it's not really going to hold the same punch Cal's not going to get that reward that you normally can get from beating your rival. So the beat goes on, Roush, and you have to kind of look at the schedule and wonder where the next time UK can steal a game to get the fan base back excited again. At Alabama in January 7th, that'd be great, but who's really Mm -hmm. got confidence that UK can go on the road and win Alabama? Probably not. Uh, Then they play at Tennessee January 14th, and that's going to be another tough place to win, but that could get the fan base excited. And I was telling my friends on Saturday after the game that it does seem like this team just needs a big game at home where Arena is rocking and rolling and the crowd can help carry them when things start to kind of get ugly a little bit. And that hasn't happened. There hasn't just, you haven't had that big game yet at home. And uh, in, in looking at the schedule, and I'm not really including the Louisville game, unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be a while before they, they do it. So mm-hmm. if they're going to figure this stuff out, they're probably going to have to do it on the road and away from home. Uh, and, and we haven't seen it. Maybe it's that Kansas game at the end of January, but that's so far away uh, to, to kind of be able to get a big victory for your fan base. It's not good. It's not good. And every little chance they've had to be able to have the fan base exhale a little bit and get off their back, they're making things worse, not better. Yeah. And Cal takes uh, – he's got to take the, the full blame for that. Yes, he's not out there shooting – on Saturday he's not going 2 of 13 or whatever everybody did he's not missing four free throws like the national player of the year did but why is it why is it at that position why is it at that point why right. again has Kentucky, why again Calipari have you constructed a roster at Kentucky that just doesn't look like it's playing good basketball and we need to just say all this stuff let's say the season continues the way that it's going and it's underwhelming and it's disappointing and UK is going to make the tournament and all that stuff. We don't need to, we don't need to do the big picture doom and gloom. But let's just say that it's like UK's a five seed in the tournament, they lose in the second round or the sweet 16, and it's just another underwhelming year. Cuz I don't really think you need to go much more extreme than that. Even that in its own right would be pretty extremely disappointing. So, you're not firing him. You've got that other class coming in next year. But yeah. Rosh, I do think that like I can't I can't do the the carrot on a stick for another recruiting year. I can do one more. Get in here and Bradshaw and those guys. But that will be – I mean, I think that would probably be a good end point in the sense of just – maybe even regardless of even if things turn around this season. Just – that's a long time to have a head coach. It's a long time to be in the system. I obviously think really, really highly of the dude. But he's not without criticism. And the product right now just far too consistently has been below the standard of Kentucky basketball. And that's disappointing. The players, what they're doing on the floor, is disappointing. There is plenty of blame to go around, and honestly, I think Scoots probably deserves
2: most of it. Yeah, it's definitely got to be Scoots' fault. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It's
0: it's funny you bring that up because I'm actually just sitting here thinking about since I started with KRC, nine and sixteen, a loss to St. Peters, and now this team. So maybe oh, it wow. is maybe it is me to blame. Yeah.
1: Bring back
0: I, Trevor. <laughs> bring back Trevor. Good luck getting him to wake up. Good luck getting him to wake up. <laughs> no, no, we won't.
1: Did, <laughs> did he actually oversleep for the Rutherford show not too long ago? <laughs>
0: yes, last week.
1: What for day was, was that? When they like were having con- connection issues?
0: Correct. Yeah, it was that day. <laughs> well, couple late for a three o'clock show. <laughs>
2: it's impressive,
1: man that's another concerning thing with this whole basketball stuff is it just doesn't look like I still think that they're solid players here, but I'm starting to maybe just look like an idiot with that route because they're not, it's not like we really have too much to go off of that makes you feel like it will all be better just because you haven't seen it. Like I I still think they're due and they'll have big games and they're going to beat some good teams. And I still think there will be some fun moments on this team, but it, It'd be one thing if they had lost on a last-second shot, eighty-one to eighty. The offense looked good, but you know UCLA just hit a few more shots. They had their chances. They made their run. They even when things were looking really, really bad, they kind of dug deep. And I guess, I guess that's something that you could get excited about. And they tied it right back up. And then when you needed them, just hey, all right, hey, keep it, playing it, good basketball. You're back in it, like you know now. You make the free throws. Now you can make stuff easier for yourself. Hit your open shots. And nope, just right back to the norm, right back to what they were doing to start the game. So it, it was really frustrating on Saturday. And I, 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 this fan base, I think goes over the top far too consistently. And I don't, you, nobody needs to even hear me tell people how to fan. Do whatever you want. I don't, I don't, I certainly don't care. But the basketball team in Calipari, they make it incredibly tough on uh, on themselves by just not winning these games. I, fans just want to win they just want to win. They don't they don't really even care necessarily how it looks, but the prettier it looks, the better and the more exciting everybody gets, but just win. And far too often on these big stage games, Kentucky basketball, you're going in with the expectation of like ooh. Yeah. it's not going to be yeah. an enjoyable 2 hours. And guess what? We're being proven right, mm-hmm. far too consistently sadly. So it's not good and now you're like I said, probably January 7th before you even get a chance to get people back in your corner and that's probably gonna be a long shot because I don't think this team's gonna go into Tuscaloosa and steal a win. So good times. We're gonna hit a commercial break. We'll come back. Uh I don't we could get to the text line, but we need to probably switch gears and talk football, which there actually is some good news. So it's not gonna be all sad and, and depressing. Yeah. UK sports radio. So we will get to that because I've actually got a lot of questions in that regard. But we we know we'll get back to basketball and we'll read your all's takes and opinions on the game. And we love hearing from you on the Thornton's Text line. So don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call <laughs> of Walker, Nick. Rouse, sumpity, thump,
2: sump, 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 sump. Look at Frosty Go. Sumpity, sump, sump, sumpity, sump, sump. Over the hills and snow. Oh Frosty, the snowman knew the sun was hot that day. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Back off, man. I'm a scientist.
0: Electricity
1: science. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, Monday edition of the show. Roll call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, not the not the Monday show we were we were hoping to do from the basketball side of things, but far too common, unfortunately. So we are used we are used to it, and in these spots we normally try to find something a little bit more positive to talk about. And Roush, it's actually not a stretch because some good football recruiting news, mm-hmm. and still a lot of questions to be had, but maybe some good news. Seems like the it, it keeps coming and going. Who the quarterback's going to be? Uh, so we'll get to that, but. Uh, a lot to talk about here.
2: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to dive in. Um, I spent most of my Sunday waiting for a couple announcements to happen that just didn't happen. So um, that that's I, that that was one downside, right? Because I was just like, oh, come on, I know you're going to. But hey, still got our commitment. And that was from uh, Jansen Dunn, the Ohio State defensive back who, man, it, it feels like it's been a long – I've got to really dig deep down into my brain because a lot has happened since we went off air. Done. that feels – that's the freshest news, uh, the Bowling Green transfer who's six 6'2", 190-pound defensive back that will likely play corner, I think, out here, even though he doesn't have a ton of experience. He was the number two player in the state of Kentucky in the 2021 class, so really talented guy. Um, had J.Q. Hardaway ha- – that had already happened since we got on there, correct? Yeah, I think we had Friday show to talk about that. Okay, okay. And then I believe that we did have a Friday afternoon commitment, did we not? It was another, it was, um, Man, I, I, I'm sorry, I just, it feels like there's been a, what, what is wrong with me, Roush? Why is my brain slipping on who else committed? Because I felt like there was somebody else that committed. You got the
1: Cox it? commitment, is that what you're referring to?
2: Yeah, but Cox was Thursday, so maybe I I am just getting all my days mixed up. Um, that's what it is. I'm just getting all my days mixed up. And there were some surprise visitors, like we weren't sure that if Dunn was going to be on campus or not. Uh, Kyrie Jackson showed up on campus, and it looked like like oh well, maybe maybe he could be a cat, and he ended up picking Oregon. Uh, but in the meantime, there's a lot of quarterback news uh, in that. There was some surprise visits, both to and away from. So uh, a lot of folks, as we talked about on Friday's show, we were confident, feeling good about the Cats' chances in uh, landing Devin Leary. Then he decided to take a visit to Auburn, which is kind of weird because you're like, well, I get it. Uh, You know, Hugh Free is good offense. He wants to check it out. His dad went to Auburn. So, you know, why why, why not go check it out? Um, But also... Grayson McCall is supposed to be at Auburn this weekend as well. The Coastal Carolina quarterback who some consider him to be the number one player in the portal and probably a better fit in Hugh Freeze's offense. Well, McCall ended up not making it. I think there's like a holdup where he won't be able to participate in spring practice. He'll have to wait till May to join a team. So Leary ends up going to Auburn. And meanwhile, uh, Kentucky ends up hosting Graham Mertz, the Wisconsin transfer we talked about a couple weeks ago. So instead of kind of sitting around, sitting on their thumbs, their hands, just doing nothing, they're like, okay, if we're going to go ahead. We'll bring Mertz into town, um, in case things go awry with Leary. Um, uh, and now we're playing the waiting game, right? We're letting the cake bake, um, TJ, did you were you disheartened to hear that Marks was on campus and where he was visiting elsewhere?
1: I No, I don't know if that would necessarily be the right word, but I found it to be interesting, and it was hard not to think, like, all right, well, probably not good news. We talk about how transfer portal recruiting is not like your high school recruiting, and normally it's not – well, I'm going to go take this visit, I'm going to go take that visit, I'm going to go take this visit, and then one more, and then I'll make my decision. Normally, it's I think I know where I want to go. I just want to go check it out, confirm it, be there. I like what I heard. I'm good. Sound on the dotted line. And we were sort of led to believe we were heading in that direction after Leary visited UK, all the positive nil developments, but And just the, the lack of him planning to visit anywhere else, at least we hadn't heard about it. So I thought that maybe the tide had turned. But uh, the fact that Mertz is sort of a hot commodity and that UK had brought him in, I just kind of figure between the two, grab one of them, and I think you're going to probably be able to sell it and be get excited about it. Mertz probably a little bit harder to sell, but I, I would have been all right with it. Um, if that's who Liam Cohen wanted, then I, I would have been cool with it, but obviously I think everybody thought Leary was, was one A. So yeah, when I heard the news, I was, I just figured, all right, well, I guess it means this has changed. Uh, and it seems like maybe that's not necessarily the case.
2: No, no, because, um, after the visit to Auburn on Sunday, we've still got palpable buzz for Leary to UK. And, um, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it could it could break at any moment. We're just kind of playing the waiting game now. Um, but um, I I'm not as confident as I was Friday, but close to it. Um, even despite the visit to Auburn, so I I do feel like Kentucky is in a good spot. Um, but you know, the longer we wait, the more nervous you get. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you just kind of wonder what what's going on, and that, and, and also another thing is like you know we're told about how good the the nil stuff was, and why wouldn't it be? You look at Will Levis and all that great stuff, but it's like, oh no, Auburn probably a place that that may have a better, you know, there's probably not a ton of them, but Auburn probably one that that maybe could throw more cash his way. So uh, there's reason to be concerned, but it sounds for whatever reason more positive. Scooch, I don't know about you. I get the sense Roush has a commitment story just ready to push publish on.
0: That's y- yeah. I mean, but that's what good journalists do. They always have stuff ready to put out, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, all,
1: yes, you're journalist. right. But it, it seems like this isn't just. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Roush would have wasted his time unless he thinks he's actually going to be pushing the publish button on this one.
0: That's true. I guess time will tell, huh?
2: The one that really annoyed. It's less about Leary. Ray Davis, what the hell are you waiting on, buddy? Like
0: yeah,
1: and, and he could have really stood to benefit from KRC's recruiting advice 101, which we'll gladly give out to any anybody that need any really just any advice. But recruiting, whether it's for uh, doesn't even have to be a sports job. If you're getting recruited for any sort of business, you probably want to run it by us first and we can kind of fill you in on if it's a wise decision or not. But definitely Davis, because whenever he does commit you're going to get probably 60% of people that follow that stuff being like, wait, I thought he already committed. And mm-hmm. people are like, no, he actually didn't technically commit. Everybody just knew he was going to commit. You,
2: you've, you've, lost, you've lost the buzz. You've lost your steam here, pal. And uh, he's so going to be running into, like, instead of being the story, he could have been the story of Sunday. And instead, he's going to get lost in the wash elsewhere. I hope they didn't ask him to wait till Wednesday. Um because, like, that, then it'll just get buried. Uh, there's going to be a lot of commitments. And uh, it, some of it might be because of Jay Boulware, Uh the recruiting he's done in that running back room. Um, I don't know if you saw the picture of him yesterday, but Jamarion Wilcox, he was scheduled to go to Auburn for an official this weekend. Uh, we never got any confirmation that he did, in fact, show up. And our friends at Auburn Live, which, TJ, this is a great... This sounds like something we would do. Uh, but if you go visit Auburn Live, just... Uh, I think that's the Live.com, All of their... They have a bunch of interviews with kids who visited. It's all of their pictures. They're just, like, setting up shop, I think, outside of the football facility and interviewing kids as they, like, leave their visits. It's, it's a whole... It's a great strategy. Like, you're definitely getting your guy if you're just out there waiting for him. But it... <laughs> It's, it's something. It's something. I'll tell you that. They did not get one with Wilcox. Instead, Wilcox was taking a picture in a Kentucky sweatshirt with Jay Bulwer on Sunday. It's going to be an exciting finish. Uh, we, so signing day is Wednesday? Correct, Wednesday. And you're expecting some, some good news, big day. Yeah, so Wilcox is uh, – he hasn't – I don't think he said that he's going to announce on Wednesday, but I'm assuming he's announcing on Wednesday – Trey Cornish, the Cincinnati Winton Woods kid, where Kentucky's recruited up there quite often. Um, he's going to announce his decision on Wednesday. Another big physical running back, um, and then I haven't gotten anything on Carmelo English, but that's one that I'm going to prepare for. And then there was a another surprise. We couldn't figure out who a lot of the Kentucky's official visitors were. Like part of. When Liam Cohen left, his like exit interview was like, yeah, you all need to, if you want to be successful in the recruiting show, you need to run a tighter ship. Keep things quiet. And they've they've done that for some of these big ones. Tavion Gadsden was, we only know he was at Kentucky because he did an interview with Rivals uh, after his in-home visit last week and said, yeah, going up to Kentucky. And then following his visit, he said he wasn't going to sign until February, but you had Steve Wiltfall and a bunch of other dudes flip their crystal balls to Kentucky. He's a Florida State defensive line commit right now. So that could be another guy that, that pops on, potentially pops on Wednesday.
1: All right. I love, uh, love hearing it. I think more people sometimes focus towards the transfer commitments, and understandably so, because more times than not, you'll get a bigger instant impact. But uh, there's the Deion Walkers of the world, and if you get some of the right freshmen – uh, obviously, those are just important from a depth and stability program down the road. But you you'll get some stars as well. Uh, seems like some good candidates there for for Kentucky football recruiting. So probably we'll get recruiting news every single day this week. Uh, maybe it gets a little bit quieter on Thursday, but then you'll get like a reaction show on Thursday to figure out how it all went down. So maybe Friday. Friday may be one of the few shows that we don't have a ton of football recruiting talk but for the rest of the week probably going to be pretty newsworthy oh yeah, yeah
2: pretty
1: exciting. pretty newsworthy yeah. all right well if you got any questions about recruiting transfer portal whatever it may be send them on in on the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 and be on the lookout for some big time commitments over uh the next couple days and maybe even today so gonna be fun uh, should we get to the Thornton's text line, or anywhere else you want to go before to close out our number one?
0: Yes, we no, should. Yes, <laughs> there's a there's a thousand.
2: <laughs> so, you me, better not be exaggerating here. There, there are, are a, a, thousand.
0: a couple people okay. wrote in uh, novels, so get ready for that.
2: Oh boy, yeah. so you doesn't sound happy.
0: Oh no, I'm good. I, I, this is what I expected. I mean, when Kentucky loses, the text line goes crazy. When the when Kentucky wins. Text line still goes crazy, but not as crazy.
1: Texter says, whoa, in 2022, I listened to KRC for seven days and 19 hours. The year's not over, buddy.
2: Seven days.
1: That's great. We appreciate it. That's a long time. That's like us just hanging out in your living room for seven days and 19 hours. You probably <laughs> want us to leave at that point. <laughs> Which, by the way, we did uh, decide our our holiday show hours we're going to take off the 23rd oh so we don't have to worry about recruiting talk on the 23rd because we're not going to be doing the show and then <laughs> 26 so we're going to give ourselves that long weekend and then that uh that's it because the following week is UK and U L bowl week so we want to be doing shows then and then would have been nice to probably take off the second just because why not but that's the sh- the Monday after the-, the bowl week and all that sort of stuff. So so that's our holiday hours. 23rd and 26th, we're out. Yep. Well, four-day weekend. Treat yourself.
2: Enjoy some time nice. with the family.
1: you all be all right without us those days. A Dexter so. says, oh, he goes on to say, thanks for the entertainment, fellas. Hey, you're welcome. You are most certainly welcome. Not liking that Wheeler driving seems to be UK's only offense so far. Well, it really ended up being the only offense for the for the duration of the evening, unfortunately.
2: Yep, yep that's not a recipe for success. Um, one texter says, how does Frederick look so lost out there? What has happened to him this season? He he just fell down every time he got the ball. It was really weird, TJ. Yeah. I don't... Like,
1: I, don't I, I mean, you're really... You're just speechless on it because forget about just hitting threes. At, let's just Focus on being able to walk.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's I I don't understand it. It's bad. It's oh. really
1: that that is.
2: It's inexplicable. Like yeah, I I, 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 like I, a, I have no words to just like this guy was a quality. I mean, he started at Iowa, didn't he? I
1: don't. I, he. I think he did start. I don't know if he was a regular starter. I don't remember. But
2: still, like it just I I don't I don't understand it. I mean I. I assumed that there would be some catch-up to play with the, um, you know, following his injury. But I just can't. This is just, I, whew, this is this is some, this is bad. This is bad. It's really bad. And
1: we talked about Ken Reeves and CJ, be Kellen Grady and Davion Mintz. Not even a JV version of those guys. So yeah, far. it's not it's, even it's, not even the conversation. Not even when both, like when Kellen Grady's foot was hanging on by a thread, it it, it was still better than what you've got going on there. Because at least they could get shots off. Uh, They, you know, started to kind of not go in as much. But these CJ can't even stay up, which is unfortunate. And Reeves, it's mid December, late. uh, We're not. We're almost late December, and he still hasn't really had his big game yet. Uh, and C.J. can't even have a big game because, again, he's having a tough time just being able to stand, which is disappointing. Uh, it's bad. And, again, it goes back to Cal Perry because we all wondered and we questioned, Is this uh, will the production be better from the wing with these guys or will it be worse? And if it's better, that's probably a great thing because last year's regular season was pretty fun. But if it's worse by the end of the season, it looked pretty flawed. So I really hope it's not worse. It's nowhere close. And it's similar to like again, you know, that nine and sixteen season with COVID, you have some built-in excuses there. But how did you think that like Devin Askew was going to be your point guard on that team? Like I, during the evaluation process, during the summer workouts, like where where did you go so wrong? And I'm starting to get the feeling like that with with the wing, like almost, you you know, I've, I've been pretty tough on the four position today, but you can do that with the three position as well.
2: Or just the wings maybe, in general.
1: Maybe, Ralph, will get to a point where, like, Reeves and CJ, it does click for him. Again, I think everybody on this team just needs a good old-fashioned home game to kind of be hugged and loved on against a good opponent. The Florida A&Ms of the world aren't going to really move the needle for anything. Maybe, maybe we'll see what they're talking about, but, like, how, Cal, could you be – if you if if Grady and Mintz were the bar, how could you have missed so badly
2: with that? I don't know. Uh yeah. And and it felt like you weren't missing out on it. Like we even if you had Frederick struggling on defense, he was at least going to mm-hmm. cancel it out by his ability to score offensively. His he's just so far in his own head right now. I, I have I, I don't know what it is, man, but it's it's one thing to be in a shooting funk, and this but this is this is worse than a shooting funk. This is this is not. It's 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 much much worse. If we just had some sort of like even crumbs of like, well, this game he
1: he he was good in that game. He showed we're not just even really seeing flashes, unfortunately. A texter says Nick can't go five minutes without pooping on Wheeler, and it's honestly sad. Four other players on the court in white, and you're staring at the one waiting for him to mess up. If you only had that energy with Carrington Valentine when he gave up that routine third down conversion every game.
2: Dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like paying Wheeler a compliment when I had that tweet and everybody took it the wrong way. So that's the only words I had, Xavier Wheeler. So it sounds like it's a you problem at this point because Wheeler, like if the Wheeler haters were going to ever use a game or the Wheeler lovers, excuse me, were going to use a game to be like, see, this is why we need him, like it was this one. Uh, and that was with a game where he had, like, six turnovers. He was still maybe their best offensive player uh, on Saturday.
1: Yeah, but uh, I think that's a good showcase that if Wheeler is going to be your best offensive player, it's probably going to be a pretty ugly yeah, offense. But I'm just also not willing to blame him for it. I'm not saying you did that, Roush.
2: I don't even know what tweet they're talking about. I just tweeted, about. where would UK be without Severe Wheeler? And a lot of people said, better. You know, like, it, it was just a lot of those smart Alec remarks. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text
1: line, 5024141415, and then we're going to end hour one, says, how bad Toppin looks is coaching malpractice? Uh, it, it's It's not good for any parties involved, unfortunately. Like, yeah. it, it's not good for the coaches that this is what he
2: looks like. And it's not good for Toppin that he consistently just can't get anything going. And, and, and here's the part where I think it could be coming back to coaching. Because it feels like like when you look at a lot of these players' struggles, you can almost see them struggling internally to figure out what the hell is going on. Toppin, he's got a slow process. It's taking so him too long to make decisions. Frederick is down on himself. Reeves. Doesn't know whether to drive or just shoot. Like it feels like every time he chooses to drive, he should shoot, and every time he should shoot, he should have actually drove. Um, mentally, they're they're off right now, and that that's what comes back, I think, to coaching. Yeah, yeah. Hour one done. Probably gonna have a lot more of this these vibes in hour number two. But hey, we did have a lot of other good sports. We should sprinkle those in to keep ourselves uplifted throughout the second hour. Yeah, we can talk about the snowball fight and Buffalo. Oh man, the bowl games were good. Like I know everybody's hating on the opt-outs and everything, but the the actual games were fun. Like uh, the, the U of L
1: Cincinnati game was not fun. Yeah, that
2: was one of the exceptions. Yeah.
1: Any capacity, that game was horrible. But hey, U of L got the win, uh, and they got nail, so that that's good.
2: They have that going. The, the Finway Bowl Trophy was was it cool?
1: No, no I thought no. I thought it was pretty underwhelming. It was more like. And we'll be back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call, coming up next on Big X Sports Radio.
0: Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeer used to laugh and call. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family!
2: Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is.
2: With Walker and Rosh. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back to hour
1: number two, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big App Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 15:50 a.m. <laughs> DJ Walker and across Justin Kalen for hour number two. Fun first hour, kind of. Not talking about the basketball is not not so much fun, but it's what you got to do, and it's going to be therapeutic, and we're going to love it, Roush, all right?
2: Oh, we're going to love every single second of it.
1: I do love Shady Rays, and I don't know if you order today, if you'll get them in before Christmas or not, but nothing really would surprise me with that amazing company. Uh, They work Mm. really hard. You don't get over 200,000 five-star reviews without working hard great polarized sunglasses roush my snow goggle ones came in today they're so cool i haven't skied in 15 years and i'm probably going to be pretty bad at it although i used to be okay at it and i'm probably going to get hurt and sore and it's going to be just a disaster but my snow goggles will have me looking the coolest on the slopes
2: yeah and you're gonna not only look cool uh you're Face won't be getting very cold. Your eyes will be protected. That's true. It'd be nice. It'd be very yeah. cool. Yep. Uh, also, should be cold too.
1: Have you ever been on top of? Uh, have you ever sneed, skied or snowboard before?
2: I mean, at the hills of Paoli, but not like a uh, real the mountain. Yeah, no, not not the real stuff.
1: You get up there, and the way the sun hits off all the snow, you, you, you do. You need a good pair of, of shades. So uh, remember that as you get into the winter season, but. The sun still exists in the winter. Funny thing about the sun. And you still may need just regular sunglasses. For driving, the sun's a lot lower in the way that it's set, so it, it even hits you harder when it's setting or when it's rising. So check out Shady Rays today. and Do not forget the promo code BIGX at checkout. Save 25% off. We love Shady Rays. You do as well. All right. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, we can talk about some of those NFL games the ending of the Raiders Patriots game happened in real time <laughs> during the Christmas party.
2: Oh man, and that's awesome!
1: I like. I told. I was like, "You all got to watch this play." That may go down as one of the dumbest plays in the history of the NFL. And I think. Uh, I think it may have been. I don't know mm-hmm. what in the world the Patriots were thinking. Uh, really embarrassing stuff.
2: Man, in the. The thing was, is initially, like, the first pitch, and that's what the guy said after the game, like, the running back. He was like, it's on me. Like, if I never pitched it to him, he wouldn't have tried to throw it back across the field. Because it's one thing to do the, the easy, the, the the one lateral nearby is fine. Trying to flip the field is where it's dangerous, and they didn't draw up a flip-the-field play. Like Because the, there are versions where you, you do a couple laterals, and then you throw it to the other side of the field, and you have blockers set up. That was not the case for the Patriots. There was nobody there. I I know you've seen the replays by now, the little dot diagrams. The dot diagrams is hilarious because, like, at the best-case scenario, he was just going to get his quarterback killed. And he got his quarterback killed anyway because he threw it right to Chandler Jones, who just – I mean, how funny was it? I mean, Mac Jones has been on the bad end of two hilarious plays. This one, and then remember the fake punt in the college football playoff game where, like, I don't know if it was a fake pun or a fake field goal where he, they snapped it to him and he just got destroyed by, I think it was the Georgia guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, man, it was from, it, it, obviously it was when he was the backup there and they ran a fake on special teams and it was one of the worst designed fakes in history. Uh, look that up uh, when you get a chance and you'll be like, Oh, now I remember because that was, that was comedy. It was, it was bad.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Bill Belichick. I'm sure just probably was as mad as he's maybe ever been after a loss.
0: <laughs> that would be a pretty terrible way to lose. Did you see what he said? No, what he said. He was basically just like, "Ah, yeah, we made some mistakes," <laughs> and he didn't really offer much else.
1: <laughs> you had the that's that's I, so that's yeah. like that's. When your parents give you the, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed sort of deal. That's when you know it's really bad.
2: Oh, man, really, really bad. He, um between that, that was really bad. Which was worse, that or blowing a 33-point lead? I would say that, I mean, the 33-point lead was pretty bad, too. I would say
0: 33-point lead, yeah.
2: It was thirty-three, nothing at half, and it could have been worse if the refs didn't blow the scoop and score in Minnesota had dead. Yes, correct. That was a, t- a horrific call.
1: It was really bad. Uh, there was a couple of bad calls throughout the NFL this this weekend. That was not good. But the Colts, for as good as the first half went, it went horribly in the second half. The reason I'd lean Patriots being worse is like you didn't have you, you could have just gone to overtime. You didn't have to do any of that stuff. Like you didn't have to
2: do that play. Nope. <laughs> you could have just gotten tackled and played on. You. you, you yeah, the game would have the game would have <laughs> continued. You would have maybe even had a better
1: chance if you don't do that play. They yeah. literally just gave the game away yeah. for the Colts. I, I guess you got to give some credit to the Vikings that, like, hey, you know, they they took it from you. Not that they, you just literally handed it right over. But no, I mean it's really embarrassing too. It's really, really bad. Uh, so, I mean the shout out to the Bengals and the Bengals fans that listened to Kentucky roll call. That was incredible. That was a a, a good win. Uh, pretty embarrassing from the Buccaneers there, and then the Bills fans getting a penalty thrown on them. Basically,
2: I do not see the Bills fans get a penalty on them. I was I was uh, I cashed out early Saturday night and did not stay up late for the end of that game.
1: No, it was awesome. The
2: snow—it just—you had yeah.
1: Had, the Saturday games were were incredible, but yeah, the the Bills—they had to talk to the fans and say no more no more snowballs at the opposing team. <laughs> Scooch made a good point at the Christmas party yesterday. Scoots? Yeah, I wish. mean,
0: if if you're a Miami fan, why are you not just launching snowballs like it's your job? Mm-hmm
1: little friendly fire.
0: I mean, if they're gonna give the penalty on the Bills, if I'm the opposing fan, I'm just launching.
1: But I told Scooch that, like, you know, I'm sure the Bills fans in your section probably wouldn't take, like, you know, you'd get called out pretty quickly. I think, or you just get killed. One of the two. It'd probably be like, hey, he's there. There, it's this guy. This is the one throwing the snowballs. Get him, and then. Whether security or just other fan or, or mob justice, it you, it wouldn't be a good thing.
0: Hey, can we talk about the big news of the weekend that I'm sure Roush missed?
1: Oh man, this is exciting.
0: Roush, you ready? Hit me. Eastern Michigan, seventy nine. Detroit, seventy seven. We're back on top, baby. Woo!
1: After wow. <laughs> after Saturday, for the first time in a long time, we were tied two to two and Scoots and Trevor's five hundred dollar bet between who has more wins on the season, U of men's basketball or Eastern Michigan's men's basketball. Eastern Michigan raced out to a what we figured was a comfortable two to nothing lead, but then U of L and Kenny Payne catch fire. They upset Western Kentucky, and then they take care of business against Florida A and M in a really ugly game, which is kind of funny. And then Saturday they were tied up and things weren't looking good for Eastern Michigan. They had a game against Detroit that I'm pretty sure they were dogs in, but they pulled off the upset, and Scoots goes back ahead in the race, 3-2, to a little breathing room for Scoots.
0: Ooh! I called it. I told you I guaranteed a win yesterday. Had to happen. I
2: I did appreciate Trevor talking a little smack after the Florida A&M win, because – He's the first person to ever talk smack after a 4 day A&M win
0: You know, I debated yesterday coming back at him, like, "Oh, we were tied for less than twenty-four hours," but I was like, uh, ah, I'll just let it go. I'll be the bigger no, man. Take the high road."
1: No, you got. You got. You got to talk smack. No, because
0: then karma will come back and get me. I'm not trying to mess with karma.
1: Roush, I'm sorry about you of all women's
2: volleyball. Yeah. Uh, Brooke was a little disappointed. Um, I she, I think she was mostly disappointed that they didn't at least steal one from Texas. Uh, because, yeah, I was going
1: to ask. They got swept, right?
2: Yeah. And, the, and they had set point in the third set and just gave up like three or four in a row. The first game was pretty close, but Texas was just better. They were. They had um, former Wildcat Maddie Skinner was really good. They have Jermaine O'Neill's daughter in the front line. Like their front line was just really really good, and it was going to take a great performance by UofL to win, and they just didn't have it. So um, she was a little upset, but still excited that they ran it back, back-to-back Final Fours. Yeah, but can uh, do we wonder if she can win the big one? Uh, that, that is a question. We don't know. Um, we don't know if she can win the big one or not. Mm-hmm. Time will tell.
1: By the way, Scoots, in the uh, in the Eastern Michigan bet, they play South Carolina on the road
0: next. Ooh, that should be a winnable game. South Carolina's right, not looking good. Yeah, but what do you think? Eastern Michigan's three and nine. Yeah, I about mean... to about to be four and nine, buddy. Not, <laughs> all right, that, straight okay. up, should we take that bet. No, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would I would be a fool.
1: And then they start Mac uh, and play after that.
0: That's when the, the wave start stacking up.
1: Well, but they have the they have more losses in the Mac than any other team.
0: <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> The, it's they played a tougher schedule. Wins will start stacking.
2: I'm not it's worried. Screwed. Maybe you should hedge ahead. your bet by betting on Eastern Michigan in the Potato Bowl.
0: Mm, nope, I'm you not bring not bringing football into this. They're terrible too.
2: You love potatoes.
0: That's true. Yeah, but
2: this this is I think this is the year they break through. They're good.
0: All right, I, I may it's look good. into it.
1: Scoots mentions their their tough schedule. They have losses to Bradley, Oakland, <laughs> Purdue, Fort Wayne, Winthrop, UC mm. San Diego, uh, FAU. I'm trying Illinois to stay State, positive. Niagara. Here. <laughs> it's a real murderer's row there, buddy. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Text on in. Uh, I guess we can continue with more tech. Yeah, let's do that. Really well, fun. Let's...
2: Yeah, we, we can have some more. i I'll, I'm gonna save some bold talk for our the the final segment to be our, our fun our fun talking points. Um, hey, I'm sure Cal is to blame for missing wide open three after three open three to go along with missed free throws. Can't believe he doesn't have a fix for that.
1: Yeah, I, I like I do like this text. It does need to be said. That being said, though, like Cal, we Cal is not without blame and certainly yeah. deserves a lot of criticism for where it's at. That being said, though, like, I I didn't think that the team, I thought the team, besides not really controlling the tempo, which really kind of bummed me out, like, they had, they did, they did some good things, they had some solid looks, like, Oscar was getting the ball where he always needs to get it, and he was able to get a lot of rebounds, the team was kind of throwing up some shots, just knowing that Oscar would probably clean it up for him. And they just miss so many shots inside. Roush, I think you mentioned it earlier. Did you give the numbers for it? But they, they I think it's six of fourteen
2: miss- from layups.
1: Yeah, that's re- that's insane. So yeah. that Cal deserves blame for just where the team's at and just the cohesiveness of everything. That being said, yes, it's he he cannot go out there and shoot the free throws for these. T- it's free throws. You're D1 athletes, Oscar Shewa. You're the national player of the year. They're free throws. You got to make them, and then the open shots as well. So. Uh, there's there is there really is plenty of blame to
2: go around. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm also not gonna pick up my sword to defend Cal after this one because it's every like you said, everyone's to be blamed for this. Is but, the like,
1: game- I, I, do, I, I do just wish though, like I, I alluded to in the first hour though, I wish we could all just have at least the understanding that like, it's frustrating, it's annoying, but you're not, your Cal's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere this year. And not going anywhere next year. And that should be the case, just
2: because I don't think you'd want to roll the dice and miss this recruiting class. Yeah, um, yeah, no. And I'm I'm, I'm now at the point where it's like, it'd be awfully nice if he could just crush it next year and kind of sail off into the sunset on a high with that team.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully. They're,
2: the, ooh, it's, it's just the, the last few years, there's a lot of damage that's been done that I don't, I don't know how much you can... I don't know how much you can repair among the fan base because it's just anything. You mean it's been what fifteen years almost? There's just a lot of fatigue.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time, and I, I think you can do stuff to re- just win. Just yeah, win. winning
2: repairs, winning like, fixes a lot of it. But I still think that like there, the the people, a, a certain portion of them have just been Cal haters for the longest time, aren't going to give up, and I think you've, we've added more to that over the last three years.
1: And you're not wrong about that, but again, if you win and you just keep winning, will there still be some people that don't like you and are annoying? And yes, absolutely. Uh, They will still exist. You'll still have to wait till tomorrow. You know, you'd have people that are going to, but just still, even despite that, just continue to keep winning. Um, You can shut them up by just winning a national championship. And then nobody can say anything and everything can be happy. They still theoretically can do that this season. Obviously, they can still do it. It's, this team will get better and hopefully continue to take some steps. But he makes it tough on himself by pretty much any big game on the schedule. I shouldn't say any big game, but it, it, it almost seems like below 50% now when there's a big game, UK wins them. And that just shouldn't be the case for UK basketball, regardless of who the coach is. Um, so you got to get back to just winning and make everything better.
2: Mm-hmm. Winning if, if, is good.
1: Is this game being brought to us by waste management or Rumpke because these refs are straight trash? <laughs> I mean, more just terrible oh, charge
2: calls. I mean, and- the fact that they like so we are flopped, but it's like they there was a flop. Like, like if you're going to call that a technical, you had another one five minutes later that UCLA did. Yeah, you, uh, that. Yeah, very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Topping getting abused and Cal tries to iso him two possessions in a row. Hilarious. Some kudos to
1: Cal for not starting Toppin' Reeves in the second half. Glad Cal gets to go home with two timeouts in his pocket. Feel like one of those may have been useful before any of those three possessions down four when we couldn't get a good look. May not have made a difference, but at least could have got them organized. I thought I thought similar.
2: That's a good point, yeah, just to like settle down. So, I'm like, hey, let's just relax. Here's a play that can help us get a good look.
1: Just everything seemed so dis- like just seemed like nothing really were. Everything just seemed so discombobulated. Even when UK was making its runs, you just wanted that offensive consistency to hang around just for a little bit. And then it just, you could almost just feel the momentum and wind get taken out of the gym when you just have Antonio Reeves miss three and then rebound, kick it back out to him, missed it again, rebound, kick it back out to him, miss it again. There's just so many misses. Mm, I've got so many PTSD of the misses.
2: A uh, texture said, "Oh, it's from Kirby. Hey, oh, Kirby,
1: from Hannah. I'm I'm a Cal guy, but I'm done with us losing in any and every decent game and not showing up. We're betas, and I'm tired of it. I'm patient, but on national stage, we don't show up more than we do, and that's a big problem. I'm right there with you, Kirby. Uh, it's it's yeah. We just need this to be more fun. Tired of being disappointed," says one texture. Statistically, the- Cal doesn't have good free throw shooting teams, and maybe missing open shots equal not a good shooting team.
2: The way that I um, had it described to me is it's not a good place to be as a fan when you're playing any high major team. It's just kind of a coin flip if you're going to play well or not. That's just that's just not a good way to, to live your life as a Kentucky basketball fan. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Texter says, come on, DJ, TJ, spin
1: that loss. I did used to get called DJ TJ.
2: That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, uh, comfortable win for Kentucky, LOL. Sad to say, but Cal is washed. I hope he makes me eat crow, but I just don't see it. Uh, I did say unless UK just doesn't hit their shots, in which case I predicted pretty much exactly how that game was going to look. UK did
2: not hit their shots.
1: Very, very ugly. Um, But... uh, That's a pretty big part of basketball, hitting your shots. Uh, In football, if a quarterback doesn't throw an incompletion, I bet that team's probably going to have some success. So in basketball, yes, if you hit your shots, you probably should be more likely to win. But that's the thing. If you're looking for one little positive spin or something to maybe get a little excited about, is UK could not have been colder, and you just have to think that if they do hit just a few more threes, Throughout the course of that game, Roush, I know you know if you just want to play the scoreboard game, they lost by ten, so you'd need at least four threes. But if they just hit a few more threes throughout that game, I think the whole thing is just an entirely different story. So, despite playing horribly and not being able to hit anything, if you probably just hit a few more shots, maybe don't miss the front end of a few one and ones, you probably are winning that game. So, I do think like against good teams, we. UK showed that even if they played poorly they can still be in the game but you still just need to find ways to hit the shots instead of missing the shots missing the shots are easy bad teams can miss miss open shots uh, they can do that all day and all night and twice on Sundays so if you're looking for one little positive spin it's that UK played awful couldn't hit anything and they still were in the game you got to think if those shots ever start to fall, they, they could theoretically play or beat anybody in the country.
2: Well, and even when they were playing badly, yeah, at the very end, I, I didn't recall a bunch of bad looks when it was that two or four-point game or whatever, right? It just was like, go, make the shot, make the shot, oh, make the shot, make the shot. Oh. And, yeah. sounds like a nice little like rap song you got there. Make the shot, make the shot. Bam, make the shot, make the shot. Yeah, it was uh, not a great sports day when we were, like, from a did-our-teams-win because I was watching the game before with a bunch of Ohio State fans and then Louisville Volleyball lost that night. Um, The Cleveland Browns won, though, so that was their one. And Justin Tucker got a field goal blocked and missed a kick. Like, what? That's two solar eclipses in one day, basically.
1: Yeah, I I knew we were probably going to be in for a bad night when that UNC game went to overtime.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was um uh, the first son, the first omen.
0: Did either of you hear the pre game show for that game? No. They had to do so normally they only do the hour, right? But they were on air for like two and a half hours. They were running out of stuff to talk about. They had no idea what to bring up. <laughs> I
1: didn't see that being the case. It
0: was pretty hilarious.
1: Yeah. A texture says Time for Cal to retire. He can try to have a revival with the superclass next year, but then it's time to ride off into the sunset. Program needs a shot in the arm in a bad way. It does seem like that's a good, hey, good time to 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 kind of move on. There is still a little part of me, and I I I do think there's a portion of the fan base that wouldn't really care if this happens. I'd caution that, but everybody's entitled to their opinion. There is a little part of me that worries that like. You know, Cal could probably go get paid a ton of money at another job somewhere else, and he could probably take that super class with him. Not that UK couldn't get another great coach to come in, and that great coach could bring in some good players and hit the transfer portal hard. But it probably wouldn't be as good as what would be set up for the following year. But there's a little part of me that, like, Cal may just see the writing on the wall and say, you know, I may want to coach another three to five years, even if it ends up just being a year or two. I'll go somewhere else, bring this class with me, have fun. And maybe even stick it to UK along the way. Don't think that would happen. Obviously getting ahead of myself in a big way there. But I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not impossible.
2: Nope. Not not impossible at all. Um, what is possible is for you to have a great day by stopping at a Salsaritas today. That would be a, a... It sounds like a great possibility. You really turn your week around... It is Christmas week. Treat yourself with something fresh. Sure you're going to be a lot of sweets, so just go get a taco salad, right? Because it 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 really lightens the load. Uh, a good filling lunch, but not not too heavy, right? Yeah, you still have a lot of energy later on in the day. Throw some of that spicy salsa on there. Maybe a little guac, right? Is an avocado a power food or something like that? Energize, restart your day. They've got great steak. I mean, it's. Their taco salad's so good, even Trevor, Kelsey, would eat one. And we all know his thoughts on salad. So stop by. you have got a drive through in Middletown. They also have a location in St. Matthew. Very convenient. Just download the app before you go and uh, pile up some Salseritas bucks.
0: You mean Trevor would eat one bite of that salad? What a joke.
2: I, is, that, is that all he did? He took,
0: he took one bite, spit it out, and forced down another bite, and then he called it quits. Unbelievable. I mean, that's
2: just – it's embarrassing. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it's not awesome.
1: good. Yeah. We'll be back. One final segment. We'll keep going at the Thornton's Text line. when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. I'm big x for ready. Roll
0: Call.
2: Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and
1: Roush. Sounds like you have mental problems, man. Yeah, you got mental problems, man. Yeah, it really does. Welcome back to one final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio Here Yeah, okay. Kentucky Roll Call goes seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven. And where you get your podcasts is where you can find Kentucky Roll Call. And if you ever ever have any questions about listening, streaming, any of that stuff, just reach out to one of us or the send your questions into the Thornton's text line, 502414 1450 and we'll get it all taken care of. Not the most fun day, fun Monday to be doing the shows, but you got to do it when it's good. You got to do it when it's bad. And. Uh, the Cats, certainly not not great. If you did miss hour number one, there could be some good news. But on the football side of things, mm-hmm. kind of winking. He's a horrible winker, if you've yeah. ever had the displeasure of seeing him wink directly into your face. Um, hey, word for my life though, am I right? He's, he's doing the wink-wink on be on the lookout for some football commitments. So, be on the lookout for some football commitments, I guess. Yeah. Just keep in a... Uh, Keep, keep, keep an eye out. We can keep going at the Thornton text line, if that sounds good to you all. Scooch, anything you want to
0: talk about?
2: I think we've covered it all. Ooh, I have something. Um, if you all did not watch the Cure Bowl Friday afternoon, then you missed out on just an outstanding football game. Troy forced, I think, five second-half turnovers. They, they had five total. And I'm, I'm not sure if they were all in the second half or not. They were down 12 nothing, scored right before half, ended up winning 18-12. to 12. It was a crazy game. I, I, I thought they were going to give away a go-ahead score uh, late in the fourth quarter and then got a goal-line stand at the three-yard line. Uh, John Summerall got his twelfth first 12-win season uh, for Troy as an FBS program. That, that was a heck of a comeback, heck of a fun bowl game. Uh, the, the one game I did not stay up late Saturday night to watch, the New Mexico Bowl, SMU scored a touchdown with eight seconds left, went for the two-point conversion. They were down 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, needed a two-point conversion, went for the win, and didn't get it. BYU ended up winning the bowl game. Um, but there was there was a lot of fun bowl games, a lot of fun bowl games. Uh, did either of you all have the, the HBCU Celebrations Bowl on Saturday afternoon? No shot. I didn't I did see the very end of it. Uh, pretty pretty electric right. finish. And it was one of those deals where – Uh, You thought, like, you wanted to see uh, for, it's like, okay, Coach Prime, he's done a lot for Jackson State. That'd be awesome for him to end on a high. And you thought they were going to blow it. And then Shader Sanders just throws it up to Travis Henry, the number one recruit in last year's class. defensive back who had been playing a lot of receiver for him this year, too. And on fourth and 10 with zeros on the clock, he catches a 20-yard touchdown. They force overtime. And after giving up a touchdown, it's third and goal from the two, wide open, tie it in, drops the ball, and Jackson State ends up losing a heartbreaker. I mean, just crazy, crazy football game. Was that
0: their first loss of the season?
2: Yeah, they were undefeated. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, almost capped off an undefeated season with an overtime win and just blew it, man. Dropped that pass. That was that was tough. That was really tough. But well, Hopefully we'll keep getting more
1: exciting bowl games. Y- you don't. You never really know some of the opt-outs, but if you can have exciting finishes, at least uh, at least yeah. there's that.
2: But uh, I was All-American safety is not going to play in the Music City Bowl. So they, their linebacker, he said he will be, but um, their, their safety did announce over the weekend that he's not playing against Kentucky.
1: Uh, I missed that over the weekend. Uh, all right, well, that's news. We've got all oh. week to talk more about the bowl game.
2: One thing we didn't touch on either, that was some Friday drama, Keontae Goodwin entering the transfer portal, Um, and then a lot of drama and fallout since then, but there's actually some buzz that he might go back to Kentucky. So, something to just keep an eye on. Well, if there's one thing we know about
1: Keontae Goodwin, when he's out of place, he normally stays, so hopefully this isn't anything to worry about.
2: I don't, I, I,
1: I, I'm not trying to like be mean, but the picture that surfaced of him over the weekend, Roush, he looks ginormous.
2: Was it him at the KOB? Yes. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it, but yeah, that's, that's what I've heard that he, uh he has not been, uh, not, not, not been as vigilant with his uh, workouts as he should be. Yeah. And there were
1: rumors that he like showed up to, of L staff meeting wearing you did you see those rumors
2: i saw that it was the the brand builder um his name is zach soskin he's a self-proclaimed brand builder he's like steve clarkson's uh i don't bag boy is is uh what we would call them in the old days but now he calls himself a brand builder uh that's what he's self-styled as uh he was the one throwing that out there so i don't know how much i can believe the brand builder but he said that when they were in town, all these official visits over the weekend, that Goodwin wanted to come talk to the Louisville coaching staff, and they just kind of laughed him off, which I would find a hard time believing. Um, but, you know, take, take, take what you want, take what you will. Um, I did find it interesting. So I, I forgot the rule that if you get a new coach, you could take your official visits again. And most of those California Cardinals did uh, come to Louisville over the weekend. But one player that didn't, it might be their best one, DeAndre Moore, the receiver. He was supposed to be at Texas this weekend instead, so they might miss out on him. Well, they did get Stephen Harrod, uh, which that one, uh, that one was going to be UK over the summer. But then Jeff coming home, I think, and just the ability to play, uh, I don't. He was actually going to have to compete to to be a starter for UK, and I think at UofL, it's just like, okay, walk right in, sit right down, here's your spot. Um, he ended up announcing his transfer from Stanford to Uval over the weekend. Yeah, it's a big
1: time get for Uval, and it does seem like with UK, UK people could make the case like, yeah, you know, he's going to have to compete for spots if he was going to go to like exactly similar to what you said. And it's probably truthful on all parts, but it is still a nice addition for Uval. Cats will be fine. But uh, it's a good get for the cards. We don't, we don't like usually saying that, but that's that's a good one.
2: Yep, they, uh, they also got a Penn State defensive alignment. So it uh, sounds like Jeff is uh, going right for the, the trenches to start. Probably a good,
1: a good spot to, to shore up, one would think. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line here, 5024141450. A texter says, well, maybe one day we'll beat a ranked team. That's
2: true. <laughs> your, your tone was funny there. I thought it was funny.
0: Lucy laughed after that.
2: You <laughs> got a big
1: kick out of it. Big time kick. You don't know. She really oh, did. Tell us more about it. A texter says, Verge, of getting blown out in the first half. I have zero confidence in this team. You know, I thought they'd make a run,
2: and they did.
1: I just didn't think they were going to just kind of so quickly fold again after the run. That's similar to Gonzaga in that way.
2: Maybe CJ can just be one of the floor wipers because that's all he's done so far in this game. Yeah, making the towel people really earn their,
1: mm-hmm. earn, their
2: earn their bucks. Toppin is straight getting owned by Hawkins. It was not pretty. Was
1: not yeah, pretty. that was bad.
2: Got to give Toppin's minutes to Livingston. Just hope Livingston can develop for March – Livingston did I mean I I was really glad to see that the moment didn't look too big for him and then when he did like, he hit his first five shots he t- he took two or three more but like he never it never felt like he was forcing too much TJ and, and I think that's what I liked most about his game is he kind of let it come to him he took what was given to him and was just pretty pretty steady Eddie out there aside from a a freshman turnover here or there
1: Yeah, a lot of people have been wanting Livingston, and I had had the mindset, at least, or my opinion, was he's got to at least show you something before we can start saying he deserves this minute, that minute, this, that, this, that. And I think that was all I needed to see on Saturday. That that was enough for me. It was more more of the same from Toppin, and it was actual growth from Livingston. If you're showing growth on this team, you need to be getting more minutes. And the fact that – do I expect him to like be the answer? I absolutely not. I don't think it's probably really going to change anything at all. But like how can Adu Tierro not get some minutes when things look so broken offensively? Like in garbage time again, it's probably not going to end up mattering. I totally understand it. But when the offense looks broken or looks like it's struggling, why not try to put him in for a little bit and see what he can do?
2: I mean, I don't I don't know if Adu is the uh answer but uh
1: no and he's not the answer like I don't think he's the offensive answer but it's more of just like a point of just not being okay with a broken offense and wanting to try different things and I don't think the trying different thing results should end up with it being Livingston, Toppin, and Oscar on the floor at the same time we know that doesn't work I can guarantee you that that's not going to be the lineup that's going to produce offensive results um I, I'm just – it's not as I think that is the answer to U.K.'s offensive issues. It's more of no. just like you're, uh, you're unwilling try to try.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and I think a lot of the stuff so far, there has been that willingness to try. But maybe he's just like, okay, I, here, here's my line, and I'm not going to cross it. And I, I think that's where he's at with the do. Probably. And, and some people can take that as
1: like, you also don't want to show that you're that desperate or you're that scared or you don't trust your guys that much. Like, it's basketball. Again, you can put somebody out there. You know, he put Ugo was able to get a minute or two. Didn't, nothing special out there. But he got in there and was out there. You gave him an opportunity to see if he could maybe have a few good possessions. And if so, maybe you were going to keep him out there on the floor. Same with the arrow, just when the offense is broken. If the offense is rocking and rolling, yeah, then you don't need – you don't even consider that stuff. But it was not rocking and rolling on Saturday. Uh, the, the opposite of whatever rocking and rolling is. Uh.
2: Yeah, it was it was not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Another th- Thexter, Thexter, Thexter on the Thorns text line. Man, Thorns is great though. Shout out to Thorns, Kelly Leonardo, Alex Kemper. Stop on in the Thorns this holiday season for all your needs. uh, uh blah, blah, blah. we are currently shooting forty five percent from the free throw line. That's unacceptable. It's very unacceptable. As one person said, embarrassing. So tired of Cal. This is unacceptable. We won't have a good win until twenty twenty three. Glad we play this bum a ton of money to be a fringe top twenty five team. I mean, I don't have any problem with how much we pay Cal Perry. Like it's not my money. I'm never gonna it's more of just like I it's more of a the Kentucky basketball program should be better than beating bad teams and then losing to good teams. That yeah. that's that's more my thing. I agree
1: uh texter says and that is a good point about 2023 that kind of stinks that's pretty i mean the louisville win will be okay but they stink so badly the biggest indictment for me this year is that going into these games when we play good teams i have no confidence we will win i I, yeah i mean I, i get it why will wheeler not pass it to the open man in the corner reeves wallace livingston all passed up for terrible layups or passes to Oscar that are stolen,
2: I mean, we were still doing the jump and the pass thing, and it just like, my god, uh, whew. Whew. yeah, it's, it, but you,
1: hey, where? those guys had open shots, and
2: they yeah, just we are please jump stop, please don't just jump to pass.
1: A texter says the two freshmen are playing with more poise than the older players right now. It's still not mm. all that great for them. yeah. Still not that great from Wallace. Not his best game.
2: Taxer he hit 14. that first three, and I, I thought something big was going to happen, and then he just, nothing else. I thought so, too. Yeah. I miss the days when you went into a basketball game, wondering how big of a win it would be instead of just hoping to keep it close and maybe steal it at the end. Let's get through
1: 23-24 and then send Cal out to pasture. Down by 13, don't worry. A lineup with Oscar and Lance should do the trick. It did, though. on the coming <laughs> I actually had that like exact same uh, line when I saw that. But hey, yeah, yeah that's, that's kind of weirdly enough when things started to kind of get a little bit better, at least briefly. When do we just admit this team's not good? Louisville Regional, more like a four seed if we're being realistic. T-
2: and TJ, for me, I think that that was the, like, Saturday was going to be a big turning point for me. And I think a lot of fans, one way or the other. If you that game then we could. then i could still be like oh louisville regional like yeah that, that could be a chance and they're going to play more quality opponents like you you can get some you can bank some good wins i just don't have the confidence that they're going to do like there's nothing that this team has shown me to give me the confidence that they can do that so like i i am in the like well they're probably just going to be a ho-hum four or five seed and um, hopefully they can find a way to get hot and salvage some of the season if the the shooters can become shooters and quality wing players again because right now, college basketball is a guards game and the guards are just playing horrifically.
1: Yeah, it's not where you need it to be. Another uh, and that's thing is like, is the Louisville regional off the table? Theoretically, no. But the issue is, if you can't win neutral site games against some of these teams, how are you going to be able to win enough yeah. in the SEC? To, to turn it around. So, yes, of course, if Kentucky were to win out, they're the number one probably overall seed in the Louisville Regional, and everybody's talking about how they hadn't lost a game since the middle of December. But that's unlikely to happen because the team yep. looks really broken right now. And, and uh,
2: the other point, too, that we mentioned last week, uh, Purdue is – they're going to make that tough. They're going to make that tough. Probably, probably going to be where they end up playing and there's a lot of basketball left
1: i mean purdue's gonna the the ebbs and flows of like projected one seeds now or will will change at some point um but yeah it's Mm -hmm. we all expected hey just go out there and leave no doubt maybe lose two three regular season games and here we are mid-december and you've already stacked up three it's not what we expected it's not what we were anticipating it's certainly not what we wanted
2: Racking up that emotional hedge, Muah, Kentucky 15 Club, here I come. That's a great way to, you know, fade the basketball team to donate to Kentucky football players. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> basketball is on the fast track to Indiana level. I'd slow down on that a little bit.
2: As uh, much as you big, want- big win on Saturday, Scoots.
0: Jeez. That was rough. Lose, We lost Xavier Johnson, our point guard. So, insult oh, to injury. He got
2: hurt too. Yeah. That's- well, at yet. least you've got the triple double, yeah.
0: That's true. Now he's going to have more opportunities to get a triple-double.
2: <laughs> yeah. What do we got next? As much as you want to stick up for Cal, recruiting good players is not translating to winning important games. 27 points on a prayer. If a three-point play before half is embarrassing any way you look at it. I, I will say, if I was going to make some sort of defensive Cal, or a, a, at least explain it, uh, right now Cal has a team full of really good like They're... they're Supposed to be college, good quality college basketball players, but you're also starting an Illinois State transfer, a Georgia State, or, or excuse me, a Georgia transfer, West Virginia transfer, who's your best player, and an Illinois State transfer. And you've got an Iowa transfer coming off the bench, and also a Rhode Island transfer. These aren't the guys that the kind of players that Cal kicked ass with early in his tenure. Those are the guys that he's got recruited to come in next year that are. Three, four, top ten players, right? Like that. That's how he's had success is just by out-talenti.ng You and right now he is doesn't have the talent to out-talent anybody. Yes, uh, and I overall, you know that that's that has been the big
1: dilemma with Cal. Uh, what the texter is talking about is like, do you risk shaking up, getting such great players in the program because you think? a different head coach will be able to win more games even if the talent level does take a drop, or do you stick with Cal just because talent's talent and you you need it? And I've usually always kind of defaulted just to the latter because you've seen other programs that uh, shake things up too frequently, and it can get ugly. And you know, we we've also in our lifetime seen Kentucky basketball at some really bad levels. And now we've seen it at really bad levels with Calipari as the head coach. But it just seems like a pretty natural landing spot that you'll take the recruit one more amazing, unbelievable recruiting class. Do hopefully amazing things with that, and then it, it, it'll be time maybe just for UK basketball to. To mix it up a little bit, just because it is a long time and it is a job that the fan base kind of needs bells and whistles and things to, to be exciting. Otherwise, it gets kind of angry and disappointed. And that's kind of where we're at. Hmm. Texter on the Thornton's Text line says uh, Cal gets out coached again. Glad he can recruit though. Again, you know, not his best game by any means, but he's also not the one missing shot after shot out there either. Uh,
2: another texter says, how is this defensible? COVID was one year. Only year I could accept this type of performance. And then they screencat the Andrew Cassidy tweet that had his record since the lifetime contract, which was 8-15 and 15 versus ranked team, 67-33 overall, zero NCAA tournament wins, one SEC tournament win. And 7-11 uh, versus non-conference Power 5 teams. Which, yeah, somebody
1: else sent in a tweet. You can just retweet those tweets yourself or tag us in the tweets if you want us to comment them on Twitter. Um, but just reading, like, verbatim tweets not always the most fun thing, especially when they're pretty, like, number-heavy and stuff like the that. SEC
2: tournament one is the one that, like, pops to me because that was one that Kentucky just rolled, you know? And now it's like, we're not even winning there. Come on. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs>
1: Uh, texter says, I'd say the last five years were top 20 at best, which is laughable for the amount of money and talent in the program. Again, the money stuff doesn't really bother me at all. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just needs to be better money or not. Who cares? It just needs to be better. I'm sure we'll be talked about. I'm sure this will be talked about to death on Monday morning, but I'm sick and damn tired of losing big games. Not sure what the answer is, but someone needs to figure this out. We totally agree. I know a lot of the blame is going to be put on Cal and some of it's warranted, but at the end of the day, he assembled a very talented roster and put those players in a position to win today. Reason Wallace uh, combined to go 4 26. The returning national of the player year is missing dunks and free throws, and Wheeler had six turnovers, five of them. Might as well had a bow and tag that said Merry Christmas. The only thing I blame Cowboys not doing better in this recruiting class, obviously there's the Shaden and the Sky drama. Sky wouldn't have changed anything here. But guys like Brandon Miller and Nick Smith are guys that really could have helped and wanted to be in Lexington. Not having that many options on the wing forces, Case and Livingston to play the two and the three and having the flexibility to play them at the one and four would go a long way at this roster. Toppin has been a huge problem so far this season. And while Wheeler hasn't been as much of a problem, as some people suggest, he very rarely is the solution. Sorry for the long text. Can't wait to listen to a roll call in the morning. That's from the Sack Pack. Hey, Sack.
2: I, I liked Sack's uh, tweet that was, uh, how can we continue to play college basketball in the middle of a pandemic? Which That was a <laughs> that was great KRC humor. <laughs> oh,
1: it is. 5 of 13 on free throw line, but it's really 5 of 18 since we missed the first of every bonus free throw. It's oh. so ridiculous and so frustrating. and It just it, it hurts. It hurts. This team is not in a good spot right now, and its uh, I I totally, totally understand the frustration. I still, I guess, am dumb and think that this team can be okay. I'm not waving the white flag yet, but I am pretty disappointed with Saturday. That was stunk. That just shouldn't happen. Kentucky didn't play great. UCLA didn't even play all that particularly well. And if mm -hmm. UK just took a few more shots, it's probably a different story, but they couldn't even do that. They couldn't even muster up a few more shots.
0: And you look. know what?
2: I think that just makes you a Kentucky fan that uh, might be overly optimistic at times. We always are. But we want the best for this team. We want them to turn around. Things just aren't. The forecast is, is a little dim. Um, but I think we all hope they turn around. There's just not a lot of reason to believe that they will. So let's hope for the best and maybe prepare for the worst.
1: Yep. All right. Well, we're going to we'll stop the text line right here and then we'll come back to it tomorrow, pick it up. We'll get them all in, so keep them coming. 502-414-1450. Uh and you know, you just got to bounce back and get a big win against Florida and M. That'll get everybody calmed down. Okay. Uh, Green Bay plays tonight. They're Liam Cohen. You you're, you're going to take a big fat L here, but we'll still love you.
2: Really need your defense to not play well tonight. So, come on, Liam. Show them who's boss.
1: You don't need Green Bay's defense to play well?
2: Yeah, yeah. Can't have Green Bay's defense playing well.
1: I, I think they're probably going to.
2: Fantasy implication. I'm oddly in yeah. the
0: same
1: exact boat.
2: I know, and it's such a dumb place to be because the Rams stink on offense right now. So They really, really Not do. a good spot. Oh, well, I hope you all both lose. Uh, Suck so, it, TJ.
1: Go, go Pack Go. Everybody have a good Monday. Thanks for the text of the show. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 Whoa. o'clock,
2: on Big Exports Radio. Oh! is oh. wise way. To say Merry Christmas to you
0: Mele Kalikimaka is the thing to say On a bright Hawaiian Christmas Day